High School Slumber Party is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Welcome, fans of Joey, Pacey, even Dawson, and how about today, fans of good old Millie V. This is High School Slumber Party, the podcast where me and some friends look back at our teenage years through the lens of some iconic high school-centric films. I'm Brian Rodriguez, and the party's at my place this evening. But first, school's still in session, and we have some homework to chat about. This was your assignment, and I would like to see the results. Of course, your homework was and is, as always, to hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And while you're there, if applicable, give us a five-star rating or perhaps a positive review. All that helps High School Slumber Party become the powerhouse in teen film podcasts that it deserves to be. Also... Remember to tell a friend about the magic and love that we have here in High School Slumber Party, that we express together here in High School Slumber Party. It's our senior year. We've been doing this a while. Hopefully they've caught on, but if they haven't, what a great way to welcome someone back to school by giving them a podcast, a free podcast about the films of high school. That's what we do here on High School Slumber Party. Of course, you can check out old episodes anywhere you get your podcasts but on cageclub.me as well. That's cageclub.me. That is a flagship. That is the home of this podcast and so many other great pop culture podcasts. Another podcast that calls its home on cageclub.me is Hard to Believe with John Brooks. I was recently a guest star on that with friend of the show and my good friend in general, Joe Two. We actually talked a movie called Stigmata, it was pretty random. I kind of signed Joe up. Somewhat Kate Hudson-esque-y. Again, if you're a fan of the show, you know what that means. But uh, John Brooks was asking for guests, and he's talking about this movie Stigmata, and I saw it was shot in Pittsburgh. And I was like, you know what? Joe, you'd be a great guest. And I volunteered myself as well, because, you know, that's what you do. When you throw your friends into the fire, you jump in. Now that it's the fire. We had a blast on John Brooks' show. So check that out. Hard to believe wherever you get your podcasts. That's important homework. Also, if you were wondering where we were on Monday, then you clearly don't do your homework. You didn't listen to last Friday's episode on American Reunion, part of our high school reunion series. The foodie films man, Kyle Reinford, was here. Cousin Pumpkin was here. We talked the fourth film in the main American Pie franchise. But if you're wondering where we were Monday, you didn't listen. Because on that Friday episode, I announced that High School Slumber Party would be going mostly once a week these days. Always wanted to go back to once a week. Life's getting a little busy, so we'll always be on Friday. Now, mm, it's kind of a fib 
because we will have some Monday episodes, but I'll always let you know when those special Monday episodes will come out, like High School Party AP will be on Mondays, some of the other reunion episodes will be on Mondays, Overflow episodes will be on Mondays, like if we talk for three hours for no reason, we might divide that and put that on a Monday, but we're going to have a guaranteed Friday episode, always and forever, and Monday will be the extra episodes. And I don't mean extra and extra credit. It is your homework. Speaking of homework, remember, social media is a big part of your grade. So participate, participate, participate. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and of course, Facebook. If you're still on Facebook, follow us there. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The bell does not dismiss you. I dismiss you. Sit your ass down. We got more to talk about, including the subject matter of today's episode. We are talking a film called Dirty Deeds from 2005. It's not a very known film. Maybe you know it. I hope you know it. But if you don't, it was pretty easy to watch. Just Google it. It's not streaming anywhere, but people are just putting it on YouTube and putting it on all these other sites. I'm not saying steal, because if it's on there and no one's checking it, that's not stealing. So don't accuse me of that. Watch the movie, because that was your homework. Remember that. Even if you didn't watch the movie, keep listening to this episode because it's a good one. We have a guest here, a first-time guest, Keith Dorsey, the host or one of the hosts of Dawson Black. Dawson Black is a Dawson's Creek podcast. You know we do movies here. Well, they do TV over there, and the TV show they do is Dawson's Creek, one of the legendary teen series of my childhood. It's a great podcast. Check it out. Keith will tell you all about it in this episode. So let's get right to it. I can't wait for you to hear it. Pack your favorite jammies. Tell your mother to me up Ryan's because we're about to get our party on. I leave you with, and this one was kind of hard to find, the theme to Dirty Deeds. That's right. Super jerks. I'll get away with this. Class dismissed. All right, Slumbers, I'm really excited because it's rare these days we have a first-time guest, but alas, we do, and I, and I can't wait to talk to this man. Keith, why don't you introduce yourself on High School Slumber Party? We say our name, our high school, and our high school team name, and whatever else we want to say, so go for it. Hey, my name is Keith, also known as Launchpad. Um, I got the Launchpad name for my YouTube channel, and my school is Dover High. And our school name is the Senators. <laughs> nice. So where is Dover High? Dover High is actually in Delaware. Dover is actually the capital of Delaware. Gotcha. I mean, I knew that. I just didn't know. Uh, oh, okay. I just yeah, some people don't know. <laughs> Believe it or not, some people don't even know Delaware exists. <laughs> <laughs> not to brag, not high school related, but middle school geography be champion. So I know my states. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. I didn't even know they had competition with geography. I wish I'd have, I wish I'd have joined one of those. I'd have, I'd have been a beast at that. It was fun, but like the one, this is so random to go into, but the one, the <laughs> one year I, I was so excited to join and the one year I actually got to do it, 
the school is under renovation, so it wasn't in front of the whole school. It was just like in front of 20 people. And okay. it was a little disappointing because I wanted to win in front of the whole school. But whatever. This is not, this is not <laughs> about me, of course. We're, today we're doing a film called Dirty Deeds. Your suggestion, Keith. But, uh, you know, you hit me up and I was really excited because I hadn't heard of your podcast till you reached out to me. And once I started listening, Dawson Black, it's called. Why don't you tell uh, the slumbers what your podcast is about? My podcast is about um, the TV show from 1997 to 2003, I believe, called Dawson's Creek. I'm sure everyone has heard of it. But the thing of it is, uh, we put a little bit of a, I guess you could say a different spin on it. I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do as far as making a podcast. I, I know I wanted to do one. And my first thought was movies, of course. Then I thought sports. And I was like, well, everybody's doing movies and sports. I said, let me try to do something that stands out. So I was thinking hard. I was like, you know what? Let's do a Dawson Creek's podcast. Because I know if we get two black guys on the podcast talking about Dawson's Creek, I felt like it would stand out. And and, and it kind of did. We, we got some love um, immediately. It's uh, it's overwhelming in a great way to how much love we've gotten so far. Yeah, no, it was a great idea. And it's a really fun podcast. I appreciate just how, like, you guys are just really, like, honest about the characters. It's super <laughs> right. cool. But you're definitely a movie guy. So I listened to a bunch of episodes when you first reached out to me earlier in the year. And I've been listening since. And sometimes you just you throw out these movies. I'm like, damn, he's seen that? Like, the other day, I think you, you mentioned The Perfect Score. I was like, this is my guy right here. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. I love that movie. <laughs> I wish I did that one with you. I'm so sad. I love that movie. <laughs> yeah, no, that, it was a really cool movie. But, you know, I do this podcast and everyone knows Ferris Bueller. Everyone knows The Breakfast Club. You know, 10 Things I Hate About You, things like that. But I love getting into the obscure ones like Dirty Deeds Today. But before that, though, first time guests, we always ask a couple questions. The first being, Keith, what was your high school experience like? What was it like for you growing up? I think I was... um. I was kind of like the middle of the pack guy. Like I knew everybody, but I wasn't popular. And I was on the basketball team, but I didn't get a lot of playing time. I got girls, not the popular girls, but I did get some uh, some beautiful ladies. You know, like I, I was I was kind of like in the middle. You know, I feel like that's a good place to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I love my high school experience, good and bad. I'm like, yeah, I, I take it with a grain of salt. You know, when, when I think about it, you know, I, I smile. I, I miss I miss the high school Keith. <laughs> <laughs> so since you do a dawson's creek show and again up our alley here which dawson's creek character do you relate to most honestly wow i'm, I'm gonna give you one answer but i, I would definitely probably say a, a combination of pacey and dawson to a degree Ooh. but I'm, I'm gonna lean more towards pacey because i i have like that heroic complex like he has even though it's not always a great thing, you know, trying to, you know, save everybody <laughs> and do everything, you know. <laughs> but I, I definitely, like, when he when he's pissing that teacher's face, man, and he gets in his face about messing with Jack, I could definitely see myself doing something. Maybe not the spitting part, but I could definitely see myself getting in a teacher's face, you know, because <laughs> they was picking on a kid. Yeah. <laughs> That's so awesome. While doing the Dawson thing, is there anything that, like, you, anything surprised you about the show on this, like, most recent rewatch? Um, I, I think my attention to detail is a lot better than when I first rewatched it. Uh, I, I really didn't realize how much I'm not liking Joey right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got, I got that from the last couple of episodes. I, yeah, because I remember, like, at the end of the first time I watched it, I, I felt like I was a Joey fan for some reason. I, I think you could argue that maybe she was, like, my top three favorite character on the show, maybe. 
I think it was Pacey then Jack then maybe her. I'm not. I can't remember. But this round, second round, I'm like, I don't really like Joey. That like I, I love Joe, but you know, there's certain times I don't like. And then I'm also shocked about how because I'm, I'm so used to people telling me how ridiculous Dawson is. But when you rewind the tape and you look at certain things, like like Jen and Joey, man, they got they done did some things to Dawson that was really wild. <laughs> <laughs> I was a little shocked to see that, to be honest. <laughs> That's awesome to hear. Uh, just like a, on Joey, too. I think just Katie Holmes was America's sweetheart. And you're absolutely right. I remember at the time, everyone fucking loving her. You know what I mean? And right, right. Loving the character. So it is funny that you say on the rewatch, just like, and and, and I hear it in you guys' voices, just like how hated she she's kind of becoming. <laughs> it just... It's really fun. I got to do a Dawson's Creek re- rewatch. Uh, I'm happy they uh, recently did, didn't Netflix recently put the uh, newer theme song back on. Or, yeah, or yeah, yeah. I was talking about that yesterday, and um, I was shocked to hear. I was pleasantly surprised to hear the actual theme song. I was like, wow, this definitely gives you the feels all the way. Yeah, for sure. Because like my wife was doing like a rewatch recently. That other song kept playing. I'm like. What is going on? She's like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, happy to have the Paula Cole back. So thank you, Netflix, for ponying up the money and getting that back on Dawson. Oh, yes. Other question I had for you was, what? what, aside from the perfect score, what are some of your favorite uh, teen movies? Um, Some of my favorite teen movies. Oh, man, I was so jealous when you guys did The Wood. That's my favorite one of all time. I love The Wood. American Pie is a favorite. I know people are really listening to it, and they're like, they're throwing darts at it. But I still love American Pie. I think it's awesome. I think the perfect score is great. I like Swim Fan. Easy A is cool. I like Super Bad a lot too. I remember at the end of watching Super Bad in the movie theater, everybody was clapping. I know people are throwing stones at it right now. And I know um the main character, I can't think of my man's name off the top of the head right now. I know he apologized for certain scenes, but I would love for people to understand that if he doesn't mess up in, in some of those scenes as the as the character that he is, how is he gonna learn to grow? When he made the mistake, he's seen, he's seen the, uh, the main character, um, the lady character, I can't remember her name. <laughs> so he's seen her character, how she reacted. You know, once he's seen how she reacted, you know, next time he saw her, you know, he apologized and he straightened up. You know, how are you supposed to learn? You know, what's the point of watching a movie if the main character is going to make mistakes? <laughs> of course. Yeah, no, I- I'm with you on that and a lot of that. We've covered a lot of your uh, your favorites, like Swim Fan. That's a pretty obscure one that... that you like which we had a blast talking about and just just to the american pie thing it's it's a weird journey with that film because when it came out i loved it it is and then like you're right there was a period where it seemed kind of icky but recently rewatched it with my cousin we did a nice little rewatch and i had a blast watching it yeah there are some parts that are just are not cool you know today but overall it's still it's still a pretty good movie and a, a pretty good story so i don't know i think i think some people have to I think there people are taking little snippets of things and and judging and right. they, they gotta do full rewatches and yeah not everything is perfect but there's still good stories at their at their core and and the wood I had never seen the wood uh, for listeners who heard that one and uh, my friend Kirkland introduced me to it and oh my god that was such a good movie so my favorite one man love that pick love that pick As a matter of fact the wood is in my top ten favorite movies of all time I believe it it's that good. Yeah. So Dirty Deeds. Why Dirty Deeds? I love this movie, man. I, I know this movie is uh, you know, not a top 10, not even a top 100 <laughs> as far as teen movies. But 
it's wild, man, because I, I had just got finished watching Heroes. Like, I was a huge Heroes fan. Gotcha. And Millie V, you know, he's, you know, he's Peter Pacelli. Have you seen Heroes before? Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's, a, you know, he's the main character. Um, and Peter Pacelli was my favorite character. You know, he'll, he'll always be Peter Pacelli to me. But um, I would just, me and my ex, we was just sitting down, flipping through channels one time. And I seen this on Showtime. I said, oh, I said, look at this. Uh, I said, uh, Millie V's in the movie. She said, Millie V. I said, yeah, my, my boy Peter Petrelli said, oh, yeah, I know that's your boy. So we was watching it. And all of a sudden, I just start falling in love with the movie. I'm like laughing at stuff. And then I was like, you know, I said, let me get this a real tell. I said, let me let me go buy it. I said, me and my brother, we're going to watch it. <laughs> so me and my brother watched it together. And we were back, like four parts had us bagging up. Man. Like, I said, like, okay, it's official. I like this movie. <laughs> That's awesome. That's that's awesome. I thought I'd seen this movie, but I hadn't. I have a weird history with this movie, too. I remember when it came out. The main reason I remember when it came out was I'm a, I'm a Mets fan, Mets baseball fan. And oh, okay. Todd Zeal, who is a baseball player, he's on the team at the time. And in the offseason, he produces and he was in this movie and he got oh, okay. he got all his baseball friends to like fund the film and i remember wanted to see it and then it kind of just disappeared from theaters um he actually is in, he plays that mullet character who's <laughs> kind of interesting. oh that's him yeah oh, that's okay. him and i know a lot oh, of, like okay. like mike piazza and a couple of the players were pretty pissed off at him for like having invested in this and the and this film make no money and that that's kind of what i knew about the movie that's all i knew so i was happy to see it today <laughs> oh that's interesting i didn't even know that but <laughs> every week i read the back of the dvd or, or vhs or whatever i found so i found the back of the dvd for those of you not familiar with, with dirty deeds and by the way i wouldn't be surprised if you weren't familiar with it because it's not on any like streaming services right now unless you found it on yeah, something not. No, nah, no, nah, I, I still got the DVD that I had from when I bought it in like 08. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I found it online. Like, it's pretty easy to find just by Googling it, which is a shame. Right. Because, like, I feel like it should get streamed somewhere. Anyway, uh, here goes. It's homecoming weekend at West Valley High, and Zach steps in to save the resident hottie, Meg's little brother, from certain expulsion by taking on 10 legendary and outrageous dares. These ten dirty deeds must be completed between dusk and dawn, and the jocks will be surprised to learn that mild manner Zach is no pushover. Whatever. <laughs> P- pretty pretty run-of-the-mill one. Right. Off the bat, I'll say this film got terrible reviews. It was out of the theater quick. It's not even streaming now, as we mentioned. And I think it is a little bit unfair I think part of the reason that just from like doing this podcast and watching all these movies, part of the reason that that was the case was because people were kind of done with this by 2005, like American Pie is 99. Right. And we have a nice little run there of like sex comedies. So by 2005, I think some of these are kind of tired tropes. That's why reexamining it, I expect this movie to be a, a lot worse. I actually enjoyed a lot of it. It's a perfect no. There's, there's issues. But I, I just think it wasn't a given a fair shot because of that, if that makes sense. No, I, you know, I, I agree with what you're saying. Definitely not a perfect movie. This is not a movie that's going to, you know, win you an Oscar or anything like that. This is a movie that, you know, when you've seen everything you wanted to see and you're really like a, a teenage, like, a, you know, comedy movie 
guy and it's really a guy or a girl, of course, and, and it's up your alley, you know, then you, you popping in, you know, you, this is not something, you know, <laughs> like I would tell anybody to rush to see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I love it though. <laughs> yeah, no, but it, again, I could see loving it. I could see the nostalgia you have. What did you, what did you uh, call him before? Uh, Millie V. Yeah, Millie V. Is that his real nickname? Um, no, nah, I gave him that actually. <laughs> okay, I'm like, because that's really cool. I had a hard time pronouncing his last name, so I said, man, we're going to call him Millie V. <laughs> uh, Ventimiglia, I get. Ventimiglia. I mean, look, he's a name I've definitely seen, but you're right, I don't pronounce it a lot. Right. He's a Heroes. I remember he was in Gilmore Girls. Yep. A bunch of stuff. I think he was in one of the Rocky movies as his son. Yeah, <laughs> he was, the... yep, he's Rocky's son, yep. Yeah, <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> Yeah, and I honestly think he does a pretty good job as, as the lead here. Um, it's kind of a, like a deadpan performance, but not not the worst in the movie. There's there's some bad acting in this movie. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you have like Lacey Chabert as the uh, I guess female lead Meg. You know, when you get a mean girl in your movie, always a good sign, right? Yeah, I'm shocked the movie didn't get a lot of popularity off of that alone. You know? <laughs> yeah, no, because she was doing a lot a lot of cool stuff at that point. Was there anyone else in the film that really stuck out to you or an actor you were familiar with? Zoe Zalander you know, on Drumline. And of course, she's a, she's a, oh my goodness, what's, what's her name on uh, one of the Avengers movies? I can't think my, my mind. Oh, yeah, yeah, she, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, that. Guardians of the Galaxy, yes. He's on there. Um, Drumline, I love the role, role on Drumline. Losers, actually, me and my wife was watching The Losers the other day. She's in there, you know, playing a little bit of a chaotic role. <laughs> Ariel Kibble, um, I'm very familiar with, uh, mainly because I, I had a crush on her for a little while. <laughs> but she has, uh, she's been in a lot of things. Oh, yeah, uh, Tom, that's right. Tom Amandis, uh, he was in Everwood. He was one of the fathers. Oh, and, um, good call. Yeah, you're right about yeah. that. I missed those. I definitely saw Zoe Saldana. I was really surprised. Kind of a random performance. But, yeah, you're right. That dude is in Everwood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's funny because i seen this first and then i saw him on everwood i was like oh that's the guy uh, that's the principal from dirty deeds <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome last but not least mark darwin he's in um secret life of america teenager he's a dad i, I think he's hilarious uh i like him yeah i had seen him as well you're right secret life of american teenager and just some other stuff here or there Oh, accepted yeah he's in that movie Accepted. yeah he's a, he's a dad i was gonna say yeah he's a dad on accepted yeah yeah, I knew he was a familiar face. I mean, it's definitely not an A-list cast, but some are nah. familiar faces here or there, and some uh, some uh, seem people seem like they just walked onto a set, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, the other person I was going to say is Charles Durning plays like... Oh, yeah, he, yeah, he's like a legend, right? He's been in like 200-something films and stuff. Yeah, he's yeah. a legend, and I was like, what happened, buddy? <laughs> like, how did he wind up in this, you know? <laughs> Uh, I, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> this guy get in here? True Confessions, Tootsie, The Sting, Dick Tracy, like Oh Brother Where Art Thou, Dog Day Afternoon, and this. <laughs> well, I didn't know he was in Dog Day Afternoon and Dick Tracy. Oh, okay. Yeah, dude's had a huge career, and again, <laughs> this movie. Yeah, I only know that because when I look at the bonus features, I remember, uh, I think it was Millie V was talking about, you know, how legendary he is and how people should respect him. I think he was saying that in the bonus features. Isn't it awesome, you know, at that time, or when you just buy a DVD and you just watch it front to back 
all the fucking, you know, bonus features, uh, just yes, deleted scenes, yes. everything. I love that. I miss that. Yeah, me too. My friend suggested this. I'm like, I don't know why they do this. Like Netflix, Amazon, they should really start adding this stuff to their streaming services and just get people to rewatch movies again because they have it. Oh, yeah. I, you would think they would have done that by now. Maybe they're having problems figuring out how to do it. I don't know. But you would think by now they would have done that. But some, some streamer is going to do it and it's going to revolutionize streaming. Yes, please, streamers, if you're listening, please do it. Please be the first. <laughs> Pretty simple premise when it comes to this movie. We we kind of start off in it, right? Like, <laughs> there's not there's not there's not much of like a lead up. It's just about the dirty deeds. The movie was or- originally going to be called Ten Things, but it's obviously too close to Ten Things I Hate About You, and they were like, No, you're not doing that. This director, David Kendall, he's kind of more of a TV director, so unknown there i read that the writer kind of like a high school college project of him this screenplay so really there wasn't much scholarship online i don't know if there's anything from the bonus features that you remember in terms of the production here i think he's i can't remember um, don't quote me on this but i do remember him saying that, that the project was personal for some reason I can't quite remember, but besides that, that's all I remember. Interesting. <laughs> I, maybe he did the dirty deeds. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, maybe it, maybe it was something similar to his high school experience. Not mine, but maybe it was <laughs> something similar to his. I was going to say, did you have something like this in your high school? I didn't have anything like this in mine. Nah, the, the closest thing we had to this was, this. it wasn't even labeled anything. We just went, we were seniors like the last week of school. We went to, to Toys R Us and got some water gone. That's about it. That's pretty fun. That sounds pretty cool. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we had some fun that day. (laughs) I know the movie apparently went over budget for whatever reason. Like, I read that. I read that uh, it ended up, again, not doing very well at all in theaters and being pulled from theaters. Yeah, it only did $146,000, which is obviously... That's that's, that's not sexy. Yeah, that's not good. (laughs) No, you can see why Todd Zeal's baseball player friends were not happy. uh... (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) But hey, at least it found a fan in you. So let's let's talk about some of your favorite scenes in the movie. The, those moments that really made you laugh. <laughs> I was writing it down as I went, but then I just Googled it. I found the list of the dirty deeds. So what's his name? The main guy. Uh, Zach, v. Zach, yes. Yeah. Zach. Zach, <laughs> to defend the girl he likes brother, has to do these these deeds because it's like, I don't know. In this town, if you do these deeds, you get the ultimate street cred. Only one person's ever accomplished them. We'll get to him in a bit. But the deeds we slowly learn throughout the movie are, and we can hit on any one of these that you want, but okay. I'm going to read them all. Drink a beer in front of a cop. Punch the toughest kid in town. The most random one, I think, and it's number three. Masturbate into a loaf of bread in the supermarket and I guess put it back and I don't know. <laughs> um, then there was it says move the inflatable leprechaun from the car the local car lot to the school football field, uh, steal a dead body and put it in the middle of the school, which is crazy as well. Yeah, that uh, was wild. Yeah, get a signed homecoming queen's bra, which I feel like should have been earlier if you're going to escalate this thing, right? Like, right, right. You're telling me the guy who put the dead body in the middle of the school was like, all right, this is the one I'm adding. So because like if you win or if you accomplish all of them, you can add one. So like. The one I'm adding is get a homecoming queen's bra. It's like a 
<laughs> Dude, you just put I, a dead body in the school. I guess you figure like, man, I can't top that. Let me just do something random. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Seven was steal the Blank Lodge's Night Watchman's artificial leg. And I'm happy this guy was still alive. Who knows when this list was written, but like... That was pretty specific. Steal a car worth $100,000 is eight. And then nine is fine. Duncan Rhyme. Duncan Rhyme is the one who accomplished all this. And 10 ended up being ruined the homecoming carnival, which, you know, they, they sabotage at the end. But those are the deeds that, that our boy Zach has to do. So, Keith, what, what were your just favorite moments in the film in terms of while he's accomplishing the deeds or side plots, whatever you want to talk about? Yeah, one of my favorite moments um, was uh, not my favorite was uh, Officer Deal, and this is kind of random throughout the movie. When he when he first goes up to the popular kids and he says um, he said I wanted to have a meeting with you guys because you guys are the leaders of the school, and then Biggs he kind of does this crazy laugh, <laughs> and then the part that made me laugh was when he says he said trust me Biggs I'm depressed about that as you are me and my brother <laughs> stuff hanging up because I'm thinking of myself like Yo, these are the popular kids in the school I'm like these are the ones I'm like wow I mean like, these kids would have not been popular in my school but I'm like all right <laughs> I wanted a moment alone with you guys because you're the leaders of this school <laughs> trust me Biggs I'm depressed about that as you are how can we help you officer Dale well, it's homecoming weekend at West Valley. And everybody knows that means a lot of talk about the dirty deeds. I haven't heard anything. How about you guys? Nah, nah, nah. 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 Well, let's just keep it that way, shall we? It's been a long time since anybody's tried them, and I don't want any of you knuckleheads getting any ideas. Actually, my dad said back in the day you tried them. But uh, he pissed his pants before he did the first one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah? Well, your dad used to shower in his bathing suit. (laughs) We've got everything under control. Good. We'll see that you do. Come on, Bevins. It's all good, Officer Dill. Dope! It's really funny that you mentioned the popular kid, like the main bad guy, if you will, like the main jock. I don't know. He didn't seem like, <laughs> you know, he didn't seem like a real tough guy at all. Like, and I know Not I don't at all. Know. he didn't seem like a threat at all. Like he, he gave me, he gave me very like uh, soft vibes. Man. Yes. Like... Yes. That's a good way to put it. That's the best way I could put it. Right now. <laughs> Super soft vibes. I was like, yeah. this is an interesting choice here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that like big goonish guy looked legitimately scary. He looked like a small like a small soldier in real life. Um, right. That that dude like I could see someone being scared of. He was really unhinged. But like the main popular guy, no, no way. Yeah, J J D Riplock. Yeah, he. Yeah, I, I like his name by the way too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah J D Riplock. He definitely don't like you know he 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 wrestles some bears or something. But 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 Dan uh, Dan Lott. I mean. He looked like somebody I could probably just pluck and he'd probably fly to Mexico or something, man. Like, <laughs> he looked he look, he look a little light in the ass, man. Like, you know, man. You know I, I, guess it, I guess the show must go on. <laughs> Interesting casting. <laughs> so, sorry, uh, what was the other scene you were about to talk about? Um, my favorite scene, or what I think is the funniest scene in the movie, and this, believe it or not, um, on the job that I used to work, me and uh, my one friend on the job, well, I was friends with everybody on the job, 
But uh, me and this one guy was the only two that know about this movie. And at random, we would imitate this part. <laughs> this is when Biggs um, goes up uh, to Robert in the restaurant. And he goes, Bobby D, Bobby D. What does the D stand for? <laughs> Robert says, the Sanchez said, nah, Sanchez would do so we can change that. And basically, he's trying to, he's not necessarily trying to convince him. He's basically punking him, saying, like, hey, we're going to throw a ranger at your house. So just prepare for that. Like, that whole scene right there, like, just the way he, like, he gets into the seat. And the way, I, I think that guy played big so well. The way he gets into the seat, bumps him, and he's like, oh, oh my bad, excuse me. And then um, when, when Robert and his friend last, and then Biggs goes, oh, that's funny, that's good. He's like, all night, Ranger, freshman's house. <laughs> <laughs> and then he rolls over the head, he's like, congratulations, Bobby. Like, being uh, a boy on the job, we used to do that at random. People was like, yo, what is wrong with these guys? <laughs> but to me and him, it was so funny. I, I think it's the funniest scene in the whole movie. I love it. I like, I like his name Biggs, you said? Yeah, Biggs. Um, I forget what, what his, I know that's his name in the movie. I forget what his real name is. I haven't seen him in nothing else. No, but. no. It says Danso Gordon. No, but he was really good. I, you're right. Yeah, I thought I thought he was one of the better actors. <laughs> and again, that's like I, I feel bad criticizing the casting here, but it's like you have oh, it's, some... worth, it's worth criticizing. Go ahead. Go, <laughs> go ahead and get him. <laughs> but again, this main popular guy is like whatever. And you have like some supporting random supporting people who really stand out. It's like, why didn't that guy get the role? You know? Right. <laughs> right. Like to me, to, to me, at least he looks a little bit more intimidating. He looks more he looks more threatening and he just with the way his personality was, I'm sure, you know, the actor did the best he could with it. He definitely had more character. <laughs> yeah. Than, than Dan. You know, usually the villain has some type of, you know, characteristics that characteristics that have an edge or something. Dan has nothing. He's just <laughs> Dan. Like, <laughs> Dude, if this was a movie about like a glee club or a choir, like that guy would maybe be the leader. <laughs> like that's what it felt like, you know? Like Instead in this, he's like a popular jock. It's like <laughs> he doesn't even look athletic, man. I'm like, he throws footballs. Like, when the last time he threw a football for real, man? Come on, y'all. <laughs> Come on, man. man. We 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 ain't this blind, man. Come on now. <laughs> oh man, what do you think of Zach's character? Like he he's definitely not popular, but he's he's kind of just like a not a lone wolf, but he's. A fuck you to the world kind of teenager, I guess. Like, he, right? He, he likes to pull pranks. He he's not like uh, the biggest nerd there, but he's also hated by this popular crowd. What I guess, what do you think of this character? Because I, I gotta be honest with you, it's not a character we see a lot being the lead of the film. Hmm. I I like his character. I think he's my favorite character to be honest, because he he reminds me of myself in certain ways, like how he kind of like how he protects the kid even though he does it for the girl but he's still you know protecting the kid and he's not even knowing he doesn't know what he's going up against so he just knows his, his deeds out there he's probably never even known what the deeds was so he's just protecting them i do think he's a little underwhelming he, like he's not necessarily like a like an impressive character to me i think um you know the girl from uh 10 things I, I i hate about you probably did this a little bit better even though i think millie mm. b is an excellent actor but I, I I like him. I like his. I think he's got you know spunk. You know he's 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 got he's got heart. I like him. good ten things I hate about you, comp. You're right. Like that is a very similar character. His little thing for 
Meg. And the, there's one part of the movie where he's like, oh, yeah, I'm trying to protect this kid, but I'm really going after the girl. But it almost didn't feel sincere because, yes, he was going after the girl, but it also it seems like he cared about the kid, too. He does like, care about the kid, yeah. He definitely cares about that kid. So, yeah, like that, that, that was the bright parts of the character. You're right. It's not like a really impactful character, but right. I'm rooting for him, you know? Exactly. Yeah. He's not giving me Martin Luther King vibes, but at the same time, I, I like, I like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is not like the best written movie. Sorry, writer, but there's, there's a lot of a uh, predictability in the movie and some just kind oh, yeah. of, yeah, <laughs> there's some swerves because when we look at the deeds here, like one by one, the first one, drink a beer in front of a cop i like that they started there because while that's probably something that'll get a teenager arrested or, or whatever taken to their parents who knows depends on the teenager depends on the town right but it, it's cool like you know he drinks out of the cup i think you could get away with that theoretically oh yeah yeah to, to your point that's a good base that's a good starting point yeah i definitely agree for sure for sure and then punching the toughest kid in town in like 2021 you punch anyone, you get in trouble in high school, right? But like, <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Probably when the list was written, not the not the biggest deal in the world. You're just gonna get your ass kicked, right? Which isn't great, but still, I don't know. Grounded in reality, right? Feels like something that would be on this list. Yeah, yeah. You know, from from someone that's you know, I've been in some fights in high school, and a couple, uh, you know, random rumbles for no reason. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it, I, I agree. It's not, it's not that big. You know, you're probably gonna have you know, some pain, but you're gonna be alright. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know. Number three, I'll say it again, just essentially having sex with a loaf of bread in the supermarket. <laughs> this came out of left field. I mean, who, who thinks of this shit? <laughs> I think they did this for, like, for movie purposes. I, I'm, I'm sure, I mean, didn't get it, I don't know. I, I know some, I know a little bit of everybody, man. I'm, I'm cool with everybody throughout my life. I've been, you know, very blessed to, uh, you know, to know a bunch of different people. I know some people that would have been into this, not me specifically, but um, <laughs> I, I know I know some wild folks with, with some good hearts, though, man. Like, they, they give you a shirt off their back, man, but, you know, they, 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 just, they just into wild stuff sometimes. They're very experimental. experimental. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, there you go. Uh, <laughs> this, to me, in terms of just, like, the filmmaking, you're right. I think it's, like, we're still taking inspiration from American Pie at this point. Jim has sex with a pie in that. This dude's having sex with some bread. Sure. Right. Yep. Yeah, you are right. Yeah. Jim did have sex with the pie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the fact, though, that, like, they follow through that the principal buys the bread and then goes home. And by the way, the principal's watching, like, Nazi shit on TV and he's like, yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm like, who is this guy? Like, I'm like, I'm like, this is this your form of entertainment? And then that sandwich, I'm like, man, oh. you need to put. I mean, I, he got the special sauce, but man, he, he need to put something else on that sandwich. I don't know what, but <laughs> You're man, right. that, that, that leafy head, I mean, that, that cabbage or leaf, whatever, man, it, it had to be dry. Ugh, boring sandwich. Of oh, without question. It has semen on it, so I guess that helps, but <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, I don't know if he, I, he was definitely like dickheadish. I don't know if he deserved that, but you know. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's a, that's like vile. Like, I'm again. Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. He, he had to do him like that. I'm glad that, because like originally, like an old man takes it, right? right? Yeah, yeah, and oh, blind man—that's what it is—a blind man. Yeah, he was blind. Yep. Yeah, and, 
And I thought they were just going to go with that. I'm like, come on. Right, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I, I remember seeing that at first, and I was like, oh, no. I was like, no, no, come on, man. Somebody somebody intercept this, please. <laughs> somebody do something. Then the board, the principal got it. I was like, yeah, I don't think he deserved that, but okay, I'd rather be him than that blind guy. <laughs> The next one was that uh, the leprechaun thing. It was like, you know, big inflatable leprechaun. And I feel like in real life this would have been first, but now that we talked this out, they definitely did it this way for, like, movie reasons. They don't want you to be watching for, like, an hour and it just kind of silly pranks, you know what I mean? Right, right, they, right. They, they need to throw one out there where you're going to be like, oh, shit. Right. Um, <laughs> this is definitely one of those ones. I, I, was, I was thinking to myself, like, okay, yeah, this is this is a stretch. But sometimes you got to remind yourself, okay, this is a high school movie. Now, okay, you know, because you could, if you think about it, you're like, okay, I can see a high schooler somewhere out here in the world probably doing this. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Where it really uh, kind of jumps to like a morbid and strange level is the stealing of the dead body and putting it in the middle of the school. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, he did that with Stash. I like Stash's thing, too. Yeah. It's crazy because that scene, that, one of the parts that made me laugh in that scene is when like, they're going over the dead bodies and they're trying to decide which one to pick. And they get to the last guy and, and uh, Zach is like, man, he's got nobody. And the stash is like, he's got us. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, this is exactly why he's in trouble because he got y'all two fools. <laughs> <laughs> this film has a lot of like nuggets of things that I think are pretty awesome. Um, it just, right. yeah, again, has some execution issues, but I, I did like, it's kind of a stock character, but I did like the Stash character, you know? He, yeah, he was actually, I like Stash. He was pretty fun. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I like that part where uh, Robert is like, you know, tripping about uh, stuff getting broken in the, uh, the house and, <laughs> you know, he's, he's panicking, you know, and, and Stash is like, man, you might as well just get as drunk as humanly possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm glad you brought it up because all the while they're uh, they've convinced uh, a freshman to throw a party for the deeds. It's Biggs doing the list, right? Yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah. Biggs, he's writing the list on this person's wall, and yeah. this, this house's wall. Like I'm like, bro, you 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 stretching the rope. But yeah, he, he's writing the list. He's checking he's checking off the list after as Zach is finishing. I love that for whatever reason in this movie that like his yeah, boy, me too. Yeah, like and. He's getting excited about like this list, and his boy is the one like trying to sabotage it. Yet he's like he's like rooting for Zach, which is awesome. Yeah. Again, typical high school party. I love a high school party here. Yep. The freshman Robert. Robert. Yeah. Robert is uh, basically you know even though he's forced into this party, he's trying to mack it with this girl. Right. And they kind of have a little thing throughout the film. I guess we'll get back to the deeds. But what do you think of just the overall? party thing and robert's little arc here i thought the party part was one of um the best parts of the film i like how you know robert threw you know one, one of the few curveballs in the movie was by robert now that robert didn't go to his house he went to somebody else's house which is kind of clever actually <laughs> he's like yeah. Man, these kids ain't messing up my house <laughs> do we know who's do we know whose house that is by the way I believe it's one of his teachers, like the teacher at the end. Oh, that was the teacher, right? I'm like, we saw yeah. this guy. You're right. Like that was one of the most clever things in the movie, and not predictable at all. So I thought that was right. super cool. Yeah, and um, I, I like him and uh, Allison's, you know, kind of uh, you know, 
relationship, so to speak. Not not the greatest one, you know, <laughs> not the greatest <laughs> one. But, you know, she's a senior. He's a freshman. Now, as a freshman, he hears that she's fond of the guy who threw the, the, the party, the ranger, whoever the guy is. And, and Robert's like, oh, that's me. Here's my opportunity to get some play. So, you know, he takes a, take advantage of off the of eavesdropping. And, you know, I didn't like when they first initially, when he first initially started talking to her and she said, are you talking to me? I don't like those stuck up people that feel like they're, <laughs> they're too self-involved. Uh, but, you know, as casually as a character, I started liking her. And I liked them both, you know, because she's giving a freshman a shot. You know, how many times as a freshman going to get a shot, you know? Yeah, no, I, I thought that was cool. It, it was... Was it believable? I don't know, but you're right. Yeah, like... Not believable, not believable, <laughs> but definitely not believable. But but she is a high schooler too. Everybody's mentality is different, you know. Like I know, I honestly know a chick that was, in my personal opinion, in high school, she was one of the baddest girls I ever seen in my high school, and we had a lot of fine ladies in my high school. But she dated my boy. That was a that was a freshman. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I was a, a senior, she was a senior, and he was a freshman, but he, he used to hang out with older kids, hang out with me and, and me and my, my other boy that was around my age. So, I mean, I, I've seen it happen. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. Now that I think back to it, there were people like that, you know, guys and girls, and it was, you're right, it was always like the freshman or the sophomore who was hanging out with the older kids, and like that, that made it cool, and that made it okay. So, I guess it is more believable on that front. There's that weird thing Though that like I guess she has a friend who has a crush on her and yeah. it's it's like to set up a potential threesome situation, but then the other friend is having a threesome. It's like a lot of that was like let's show some tits, people. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, um, not necessary, but it go it, it goes with these type of films. You know, hey, you know it is what it is. I mean, the girls you know that that flash, um, no nice looking girls, but they didn't really move the plot at all. No, no. But yeah, I mean, the almost threesome was um that was uh you know you know kind of cool you know what I liked about that part is how the the character that played Robert, which is funny because he actually plays like a bully in another movie. I can't remember the name of the movie, but he that guy that plays Robert he actually plays a bully, but he's like really soft in this. I just like how he gets hyped, like you know he really gave me the high school vibes of how he gets hyped because he's getting ready to have sex. <laughs> he's like he's throwing water on himself, like, <laughs> yeah. Wrapped up. <laughs> I, I like how he did that. I thought that was that was uh, pretty funny, especially and it made it made sense because especially for a guy who like was not expecting this at all. This right. Is... <laughs> You're right. That was funny. Again, it's something we see a lot, but he. Uh, I wish we could. Robert is his name. I'm trying to look. Uh... Yeah, I think his name is Robert. Even though Biggs calls him Bobby D, but the teacher calls him Robert. Yeah, because he he gets uh he gets in shape, I guess, in real life. Because in one movie, he's playing like not a bully, but he's like he's like uh, somebody's older brother, and he looks like a problem, man. Like, I want to I want to find this movie. That's because yeah, that's re- that's really interesting. Yeah, compared to his role in this, um, the movie was on Netflix. You ever seen um, that movie with Keanu Reeves where the two girls come to his uh, his home and he's uh, and his wife's gone and the two girls come to his home and they kind of like they they like trash the house oh, once he lets them in. I you ever seen that movie? I've definitely seen that movie. I don't remember the name. Yeah, one of the girls that's in that movie is in the movie I'm talking about. And her right. name starts with an L, I think. <laughs> yeah, but I know that's not really that most helpful. But. <laughs> Is it Sex Ed, perhaps? I think that's it. 
I think that's it. It was on Netflix. I don't think it's on there anymore. I think it was but, on there. Yeah, because that makes sense. Because it looks like he plays like an older brother character here. So. Yeah, yeah, and he, he's a little bit, he's a little, little buff in that movie. He's an issue in that one. Now. Oh yeah, I see it. Awesome. <laughs> well, good for him. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, the girl's name is uh, Lorenza Izzo. She's in there. Lorenza. She's in that movie. <laughs> now I gotta see what she, what Keanu movie you're talking about. Lorenzo. Oh, it's called Knock Knock. I actually I actually got it on my uh, thing here. It's called Knock Knock. Knock Knock. Interesting. Yeah, it's kind of wild. These two girls come to his house at random at night when his wife and kids had to go somewhere. And, you know, trying to be a nice guy, but, you know, not trying to be a creep. You know, he kind of, he, he doesn't kind of know what to do, but he lets them in. And then after that, you know, it just kind of like all hell breaks loose. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, this is an Eli Roth film. I remember now. Uh, we have a, on our podcast network, shout out to Keanu Club. It's a Keanu podcast. And, yeah, they talked about this movie. That's how I remembered it. But that that's oh. awesome. Oh yeah, I, I like to I like to consider that movie a husband's worst nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta watch that. I gotta watch that. I just heard them talking about it. Yeah, it's worth one watch at least. <laughs> so back to the deeds. What's next? Oh, the homecoming queen's bra. I as as much as I like Zoe Saldana, I didn't really understand this part in a sense. I liked when he was calling Homecoming Queens, and I forgot the line he said, but it was something along the lines of... You're going to get a kick out of this? Yeah, you're, <laughs> you're going to get, get a kind of out of a kick out of this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I liked the chase, but it's just weird that he got so lucky at that bar where like a former Homecoming Queen was there who was yeah, ridiculously yeah, he definitely, hot. Yeah, he definitely got some movie luck. <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought there was going to be even more of a payoff later, like she was going to come back somehow, or... Something was going to go on here, but no. It's, it's funny like a, you say that, because I was like, man, because they were, think of it is, they've been mentioning her name throughout the whole movie. Like, they mentioned Rachel Buff throughout the whole, like, the girl, um, Jen, she mentions her her name, you know, when she introduces Dan Lawton to to introduce the Vikings, and just periodically you hear her name. So you would think she would come back at the end, but she doesn't at all, yeah? Yeah, no, so I thought that was a really weird choice. Maybe they just, like, got Zoe Saldana for, like, one day, and, you know, and they just couldn't afford to put her in at the end again i don't know that's interesting because that's probably what happened but she's actually in the bonus features like in the bonus feature they have like a convention where like all some of the cast is there even michael b jordan was in the convention but in the convention they kind of do like a little interview on her and she even she even states that she she would sleep with millie b so i don't know how long she would die maybe it wasn't that yet (laughs) good to know good to know (laughs) <laughs> Michael B. Jordan with that. Like, like, look at Michael B. <laughs> what was he doing? He was just, he was like eating some Cheetos or something. <laughs> yeah, he was just chilling. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> what I kind of thought was um, kind of funny, another one of the funny moments I like is when he knocks on the first door and the big brother shows up. And uh, you got to think in this moment, okay, if this is the homecoming queen's big brother, and he, he looks like, you know, a Hulk Hogan in his prime. <laughs> what do you think are the chances you get this bra, man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Sorry to mention that. <laughs> I'll be like, thank you. <laughs> Goodbye. Or, or wrong house. See ya. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd have made up some excuse on that. I'd have came up with something real clever for that. <laughs> Good call on that. And again, I liked, I do like the chase of, of finding of finding the bra. Because he's just like, hey, at this point, fuck it, you know? Right, right, right. <laughs> That's why, again, I wish he didn't just get so lucky. Like, we're escalating here. and Oh, I wonder how they would have played it. I guess, uh, you know, he, he does get lucky. 
you know, he, he called the, the one girl as a homecoming queen. She turned into an exorcist. But yeah, but, <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, he does get kind of randomly lucky there. I mean, I I I, I guess I can suspense uh, belief on that. I guess. Yeah. Now look, this is a podcast. We're just. <laughs> We're just, like, going in too deep. No one has ever talked Dirty Deeds this much except for, like, the producers, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and everyone on those bonus features you talk about. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Steal the car. And this is pretty simple, but I've never stolen a car, but so maybe I shouldn't talk. But as soon as I saw what he did, you know, he goes to the valet, puts the valet jacket, grabs a key, steals this guy's Ferrari... But he parked his, you know, his car at the fucking, his girlfriend, or not his girlfriend, sorry. The one he wants to be his girlfriend, Lacey Chalbert or whatever. Yeah, Meg. <laughs> Meg. He parks it right in front of where he's going to steal that other car. I'm like, dude, like, you're smarter than that. You've, you've shown that in the movie. Just right. A block away would have been fine. <laughs> Turns out that this car is on, what, is this guy like a mafia guy? I'm assuming, right? Yeah, Something, yeah, yeah. I believe he. Yeah, because the, the mafia music started playing when he when he showed up on that one part. Yeah, so I'm, I'm assuming he's somebody from the mafia. I guess the way that this is cut and it plays out is insane to me, right? Like he steals the car, and instantly this dude is at <laughs> at the house with the brother and the uh, the the Meg. Meg and her. Yeah, mother, the next right? scene. Yeah, I was like, whoa, that was quick. I said, man, he he got some. Uh, you got some flash skills, man. But Wally Wesson. The fact he's like, I called someone who, you know, who traced the plates. I'm like, you did that in 30 seconds. Because the next <laughs> shot, the next shot is Jake in the car still driving to where he's got to go. So right. this is all in this one town, right? So, like, <laughs> how did he do that? I don't know if it was, like, something out of order and they changed it for pacing. Or, oh, or speaking what. of out of order, I think we skipped the deed. What did we skip? I think we skipped the, the leg joint. Oh, the leg. Of course, the leg. So we'll go back to the leg. Yeah, we'll go back. We'll go back, yeah. But yeah, I'm glad you bring up uh, the leg thing. We, we did skip a deed, deed number seven, which is steal the night watchman's artificial leg. Um, simple as that. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> he goes into this lodge, and, and he gets caught stealing the leg, right? And then, he, gets uh, a, he gets a little help with this one. He, he gets some help throughout, you know, he gets help with three of them. He gets help from... Uh, you know, for Meg's brother on the fifth one, stashed with the dead body. And and Meg, Meg joined in on this one. <laughs> Which, again, very uh, of the time. Shit. Hmm. Now, this is a private club, son. And we don't cut into a lot of things here. Integration. Breaking and entering. I suggest you show yourself with three things up in the air. Your hands and my leg. Otherwise, Vic Raisdale is going to be filling this fine antique with buckshot. And your ass will be hanging on our trophy wall. Now, I am going to count to 50. 48, 49. I like that he was getting help with these. I think it was, I think it was fun. I think it added some cool elements to this. But Mega flashes the security guard and is able to 
get the leg out. I, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I like when he says, uh, <laughs> he said, I'm going to fill this, uh, this antique with buckshots. He said, I am going to count 50, 48, 49. <laughs> I, I thought I thought Charles Dunning was I thought he was amazing. Like when he first pops up on the scene at the uh, at the diner, you know, he, he puts the boy in the in the veteran move. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He put, the, and, he put the waiter in the veteran move. I thought that I thought that part was hilarious too. And then uh, in the scene with the the leg stealing, he says like, "Oh, there's two things I don't like, and one of them is integration or something." One of those lines, like, Jesus <laughs> yeah, Christ. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, a, he's a little racy right there, you know, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> oh man oh man yeah he he was good what's fun about it like again not a good movie guys but what's fun yeah, about no. it it's so simple to talk about you know right. there's there's no deeper meaning behind anything in this film exactly yeah exactly <laughs> this is this is just one you're either gonna like it or you're not you know no it's just simple and again this like you put it best this is not like a beginner's sex comedy either this is like you burn through all your late 90s early 2000s sex comedies and teen sex comedies, I should say. And, you know, you got this one and you're in that mood, it's going to hit you in the right place, I think. Right. So the, the last two technical deeds is, as I mentioned, fine Duncan Rhyme is one of them. So, Duncan Rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> he is this guy, this drifter called Mullet, who occasionally yep. is giving advice and, you know, he's <laughs> back and forth, whatever. And they're like, it's, he's impossible to find. You're never going to be able to do this one. He just shows up and he's like, I'm Duncan Rhyme. It's like, whoa. And then he gives this long soliloquy about how he did the deeds. And yes, he accomplished them. But he kept ch <laughs> chasing things. I'm Duncan Rhyme. What? Picture's a little old, but it's me. I don't believe this shit. What happened to you? Long story. Started way back. Senior year in high school. You should have seen me. Had the best car. Hottest girl. I figured doing the one thing nobody had ever done would be the perfect capper. You did all ten dirty deeds. No, in my day there were only eight deeds. See, the rules say you gotta add to the list if somebody gets thrown. Why? No reason. No reason for any of this. But I didn't get that until I was out in the real world. Then I realized just how miserable I'd been all through high school. Just playing some bullshit game, pretending I was cool. If you keep playing by their rules, they're always gonna beat you. Even when you think you've won. What the hell are you doing? Something happened and it led him to homelessness. I don't. I don't know. And again, played by <laughs> baseball player Todd Zeal, I believe making his acting debut. If you want to give the dude a cameo, fine. And sorry, I love Todd Zeal. Like, he does post-game for Mets things. But, okay. But as an actor, 
that's a that's a pretty tough thing to give an act like a guy who's never acted before this huge sol- yeah, soliloquy in a fucking movie like this. Like I don't know. What'd you think of the yeah. old Duncan Rhyme thing? Yeah, because to your point, he argues, arguably has the most depth in the movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you could argue that. Um, yeah, yeah, Duncan Ryan, he was on he was on his Batman issue on this movie, man. Yeah, man. He was uh he was something else. Um it, you know, I the thing of it is he is important to this movie on technicalities because he is the reason that that um Zach Harper has his ultimate epiphany, mm-hmm. you know, because of because of his soliloquy. That part was good because you know, the main character has to mess up making mistakes, go through the adventure. And, you know, something has to happen to make him you know, have that ultimate epiphany, you know, and, and go a different direction. Usually in most movies, it's more elaborate, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, like, yeah, I thought he was fine. I thought he was fine for Lee. He wasn't in a lot of scenes, you know, he did help Zach beat up, uh, JD, Rip, JD Riplock, you know, that was cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was, you know, that was another Batman moment. Yeah. You know, he, got, he comes out of nowhere, but yeah, I thought he was fine, you know. <laughs> well then props for, <laughs> for Todd Seal for doing this. Just, I was just again surprised, especially like I, you know, you not knowing him, I think helped me seeing like, oh, here's this baseball player I know, doing this, you know, it was kind of jarring. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last one was ruining the homecoming carnival, and that's really not that's the one he rips because he's just basically says fuck this, right? Low stakes anyway, as far as I'm concerned, because he's more concerned about maybe the mafia guy or getting arrested and all these other things. Yeah, at that at that point, you know, he was, you know, the, the mafia guy, you know, was on his side at that point. He was over the deeds because of the soliloquy, you know, that Duncan Rise went on. Yeah. So you know, he was, yeah, he was basically in his Zen moment, so to speak. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he found the moment of truth, and yeah, yeah, he found the moment of truth. So he he was at that stage. I get why they do have this ending scene though, because they need like kind of this big set piece. I thought it was a. More like a graduation, right? But it's really not. It's just like a announcement at a carnival or whatever. I don't know. And essentially, the popular kid and the crazy big guy are going to blow up this. They're like, we're going to scare him a little bit. But they clearly have some high-level, not high-level explosives, but yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> explosives. <laughs> and yeah, it's, it's thwarted because the popular guy's girlfriend is like, oh, no, they're going to blow it up. And I don't know. I don't. What you think of this ending? Um, I thought one of the parts that was funny when JD Ripblock goes up to Dan and says, "Man, you better make this good." I told my mom I'd be home, <laughs> <laughs> and he just <laughs> he hands him the deed. Um, it's it's a um, good conclusion, or a good you know climax or whatever for 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 this movie. You know, this is you know this is a <laughs> for this movie. You know, this you know if you put this like in other team films, it would not match. It would make a whole lot of sense. It doesn't really make a lot of sense in this movie to a degree, but it fits at the same time. Yeah, yeah. And it's sprinkled in there. You get a little bit of, uh, you know, Officer Deal acting like a fool. So it's kind of it's kind of fun. So J.D. Whitlock, he looks so familiar. Chuck, J.D. Riplock. Riplock, yeah. yeah. Let me see. Oh, okay. He was, I don't know if you've ever seen the MTV boy band movie Together. No, I've never seen that. No. Yeah, it's like, so they just made a movie in the middle of the boy band phenomenon that was just like mocking boy bands and he, okay. was, he was one of the which is crazy considering his role here he played the bad boy in, in that movie <laughs> <laughs> that's where i saw him from yeah actually again that jd riplock character i like that i know again it's a little bit stock but he looked 
badass as hell. And his reaction in this final scene is pretty cool. It's an ending fitting of the movie. You're right. Guy gets with girl. Bad guys get in trouble. Everyone's happy in the end kind of thing. Right, right. Yeah, you know, the officer deal, he he goes back to just being, you know, officer deal, though. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Well, I guess he was at the whole movie. Just, I guess it's more emphasis on it at the end. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but there's little silly stuff in here that that is. Yeah. The, the principal kind of gets put in this place, uh, you know, when the when the mafia guy, you know, kind of reminds him of who he was. Yeah, you know? yeah, I thought that was cool. He's sitting up here watching Nazi movies, but he saw the one guy and ran off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and anything else, Keith, that you want to mention from Dirty Deeds that we didn't get to? Speaking of uh, J.D. Riplock, um, that scene where he runs over Stash's car in the beginning of the movie, I thought that was funny. That was another one. I was going to add as far as funny, but no, nah, overall, man, I, I just think it's a, it's a movie. It's a movie I like, you know, I, I got a few of these, you know, movies like this where, you know, I like, but not a lot of people like, like the second road trip, like road trip beer pong. I, I, I think it's hilarious. Oh, wow. I haven't I like seen it. that one. Yeah. Um, people tell me that it sucks, but I, I like it. I watch it every <laughs> now and then. Like when I'm, when I need to put on some brainless TV, I'll either put on dirty deeds, um, the second road trip, or I'll put in this movie called Dorm Days with uh, Tatiana Ali and Daniel Fisher. I, I think those three movies, they're like movies that I like that nobody else likes. <laughs> Ooh, you might you might need to save them for a segment we have later because I'm liking okay. it. Okay. But let's, uh, let's go to our awards then. So kind of fitting, who was this movie made for then? We ask this every week. Wow. I, I think this movie was made for... I'm definitely made for teens. No, I guess you got to, you know, you got to put that in there. And I think it's also made for, you know, people that just, you know, want to watch some brainless TV. (laughs) (laughs) I'm with (laughs) most likely to succeed. Who won the movie? Which character comes out most on top? I guess guess by default, you got to go with Zach because he does end up getting the girl and he's up being cool with the mafia. (laughs) Good point, good point. Yeah, like to the point where the you know the mafia guy was like, "Hey, listen, this is my this is my number. You have any problems? Give me a call." And he he rides off in the convertible at the end. He takes no L's. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I don't think you could be more of a winner than that. Like, this is not that deep of a movie to have an, another character. You know, there's there's no debate on this one. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Wooderson Award. Is there a character in the movie who you would have liked to have seen more of? A character whose role you would have liked expanded? I would say it's a few, actually. I would have liked to see a little bit more of Biggs because I think the actor did a good job. Yeah, I agree with that. Stash was funny. Uh, he only had a few scenes, you know, maybe a couple more. I, I think the scene where uh, that interaction with the librarian was kind of funny. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. yeah. I could have seen a couple more scenes with him in it. And uh, last but not least, I say J.D. Riplock. You know, I'd, I'd like to see a little more of him. Fair enough. Long Duck Dong Award. Is there a character whose omission would make the film better or more presentable today? I guess his first henchman, Dan's first henchman, the guy, <laughs> the um, the guy that handed Zach the beer on the first deed. He's like, "Here's a cold one." I forget his name. Oh yeah, that guy. Yeah. He, he wasn't that great. <laughs> yeah, 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 we, we could have dealt without him. <laughs> I felt like we dealt without him because I forgot him until you mentioned. Him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there, there. You go right there. And maybe we could have dealt without Dan for real. For real. Well, I don't think he's that great of a villain. <laughs> yeah, gotta be honest about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cameron Fry. Wait, wait. Let's go back to that for a second, because as you say that, right, like maybe 
JD Riplock was a little too unhinged, but you could have kind of combined those two characters a little bit, you know, like just because I, I think you could, you didn't have to have the popular jock guy be the bad guy here. I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to think of a way to fix it, but okay, maybe if you would have got somebody like Paul Walker back then, maybe that'd oh. be you know a little better. Hell yeah, that would be cool to be the to be the uh, the main villain, so to speak. <laughs> All right, uh, Cameron Fry Award, famously Alan Ruck in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, was uh, 30 years old playing a high schooler, so name the award after him. So did anyone look too old to be a high schooler in this film? Um, I'd probably say J.D. Riplock. Yeah, oh, yeah, probably for sure. Yeah, I'd probably say <laughs> off the top of the head. Some, some of the girls, too, but that's just because, like, they're taking their tops off and they don't want like a 15 year old doing that. So we get it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Ariel Kibble's character, Allison. Yeah. Maybe she, you know, looks, even though Ariel Kibble looks great, but you know, she could look like she could pass her by about 22. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. All right. Let's grade the film. Keith, I'm going to hand you the red pen, hand you the manila card, our report card here in high school slumber party. All right. We grade on A plus to F scale. But before that, give you a little cheat sheet. We see what other people thought about the film. Rotten Tomatoes. Can't believe this. 7% by the critics on Rotten Tomatoes. Pretty low. Pretty low. Yeah. 44% by the audience, which is, to me, like, that's a coin flip. And I get that. So that's a little bit more believable. 2.4 out of 5 on Letterboxd. That's what the film nerds think. Not really a film nerds movie, but, you know, it is what it is. But, Keith, forget all that, because all that matters today is what we're going to grade it. So, Dirty Deeds, A plus to F. What do you grade the film? When I grade movies, uh, I grade them by the genres. So, I'm going to grade this movie, you know, in the genre that it is. And that means it's competing with movies, you know, such as House Party, The Wood, American Pie, you know, Perfect Score. With that said, I'm going to give it a C minus. C minus. That was actually the same grade I had. So, what's your reasoning? Because I, I think it's more enjoyable than what people think, but it's not that bad if you don't take it too seriously. No, but you know, you can't put it. You no, know, you can't put it on the same. Like when you think of A plus, you think of, of the wood. You know, you, you think of, you know, house party. You can't put it on that level. But at the same time, it's, it, I, I think it's feasible to watch, in my personal opinion. Like, every now and then, you know. Yeah, it's not, it's not as bad as the critics said, for sure. It's definitely watchable. Again, I think a lot of it is because of the oversaturation of these films at that point, 2005. People were kind of getting tired of this stuff. But today, watching it, it doesn't... It doesn't distinguish itself from all those other teen films, no. But it also doesn't... Like, it doesn't feel crappier than most of them. You know, it, it was enjoyable. It wasn't perfect. But a C- minus is like that score where the teacher tells you, you got some good ideas here. Maybe go back, refine it, and you'll get yourself a B or an A. But definitely, th- there's a core of a really great movie here. And it's, enjoy- right. it's enjoyable enough that I laughed a bunch. It wasn't like torture to watch or anything like that and that's seven percent makes me think torture to watch you know right 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 yes yeah, so that, that's to me that's a way too low but I, I think what you said right there was perfectly said i think you said it perfectly i love this question every week this is a slumber party of course you and i we have our sleeping bags we're watching our movies but what does your custom dirty deeds sleeping bag look like keith i would have um zach in a convertible with uh meg in the in the uh the passenger seat, front seat, of course. 
you know, put put bigs in the back behind uh, Milio, and then uh, give me a JD Riplock in there. Nah, nah, my fact, give me Stash in there and, and JD Riplock. Yeah, you know, all of them are, are the front of the bag and, and the convert and the and the mafia's converter. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. That's classic. This is gonna be a little gross if you watch the movie, but mine, it's just gonna look like that that packaging of bread. Do what you want with that, but I just thought that would be a fun sleeping bag. If I had a principal's head on it. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, yeah. Oh, man. Okay, favorite question every week. You and I, you know, we're having our slumber party and we go to the magical blockbuster that has every film that has ever existed. We know we're renting Dirty Deeds because it's not streaming. We get to the front of the counter, we see a sign that says, rent two movies get one free and i said keith let me i'll keep our place in line go to the back what two other movies are we watching on our slumber party now you recommended two others before that you enjoy but it doesn't have to be those so whatever two other movies you think we should watch along with dirty deeds okay since i mentioned those other two movies before i won't mention them two other movies i would suggest would be one is movies has um bruce willis in it it's called um the assassination of a high school president oh i don't know this one yeah um the the uh, the main guy as uh, Bobby Funk, you know, he's a uh, he kind of he's a he's a writer, you know, in the movie for his school, for his high school. But um, he has this thing where he he chews gum a lot. And it got some funny scenes in that movie too. And the girl from uh, the OC, the main girl, from the OC, she's in it. Oh yeah, Misha Barton. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. What happens is he starts to figure out that something's going wrong with the school. But as he starts to figure out the people that are doing wrong with the school, they try to manipulate him to throw him off track so they can do what they got to do. It's not a movie that's like like too serious, but it's fun. It got some detective elements to it, and uh, I, I like it. I would say, uh, you know, assassination of a high school president. Awesome. And uh, you know, just to, I guess to throw something um, a little bit different in there, you know, besides um, what we've been talking about, I would say uh, let's let's go with. Um, you know what? This is what we're gonna do. We're gonna we're gonna switch it to something that's uh, a little bit different. Let's let's go with the brothers. <laughs> Ooh, the brothers, cool. Yeah, with Morris Chestnut and yeah. uh, D.L. Hughley. We can, you know, just to give something a little bit different spin. You know, I was gonna say something else, but we're gonna go with the brothers. Works for me. That's a cool trifecta. Awesome. So this was awesome. Really, really appreciate you coming on. We have to have you on again for something. I know you've already suggested one other. We'll definitely have you on for that, but. Oh, yeah, man. I, I Have me on any time, man. Why don't you uh, plug Dawson Black again? Because I really, yeah. Slumbers, if you're not if you're not listening to it already, please listen. It's it's really awesome. Well, yeah, I, I appreciate the love if you guys decide to listen to it. Well, you got two guys talking about Dawson Black. Um, you can find it on Anchor, Podcast One. Matter of fact, any um, podcast streaming service that you listen to, just type in Dawson Black and you'll see our names pop up you know we talk about Dawson Creek we do every episode we get very detailed and we have a lot of fun you know and some some moments get you know a little tender maybe a little serious but you know we comb over it with some comedy I think you I think people <laughs> would like it yeah <laughs> <laughs> and one more thing you can also if you want to you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Dawson Black 10. Perfect Keith that's awesome I hope really hope you guys uh, out there Start listening and following because, like I said, it's a really fun listen. Um, how often do you guys release? The thing of it is, between the two of us, we have seven kids, so uh, <laughs> we uh, Ooh, we try to 
Yeah, we we try to do it as consistently as we possibly can. The month of August was tough for us this year because of so much going on. But we just did an episode yesterday, and with the way we got our schedule set up, I think we're going to be pretty consistent doing it week to week from here on out. You know, if, if we if we skip a week or two, it's probably something happened. You know. On that note, I appreciate you making the time for little old me and high school slumber party. So thanks so much. Oh man, it, it was it was my pleasure, man. I thank thank you for inviting me, man. I, I think your podcast is awesome. I've listened to most of the episodes. Uh, my favorites are the Wood and the House Party episode. Um, I, I I love your format, man. I love your style. Um, you got a great cadence with your voice, man. I, I I appreciate the love, man. Appreciate the love too. So yeah, podcast to podcast, love. That's the best. So. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, thanks so much, Keith. Anytime. Ooh, we have to have Keith on again. This was a blast. Love when people bring me these obscure, obscure movies. You know, because like not everything can be ten things I hate about you. And not everything can be shit on either if it's not. I love when people say, hey, here's a movie. It's not that famous, but it's famous to me because I really think it's cool. Such passion in that. So if you know anyone who really, really likes an obscure high school movie and they're good on a podcast, (laughs) send them my way because I'd love to talk with them. That's for sure. So big thank you to Keith again, and please listen to Dawson Black. Appreciate it. Of course, we do have homework for next week, and that'll be next Friday. If you're not listening, remember, we're not going to go every Monday anymore, at least for the time being. It's weird, though. Next Friday is already October 1st, and that's a big deal for a lot of reasons. But mainly because it's Halloween month. We're going to do some horror films, some gory films, some creepy films, if you will. And every Halloween season, we open up with a film that my two friends guest on, Dan Ferrara and Autumn Ferrara, not brother and sister, they are married, and they've done a great job every October. And this October will be no different, because we're talking a film that I've never seen. Apparently, there's two versions of this film, but they're going to talk with me, the OG class of Newcomb High. Welcome to Tromaville High, an average American high school, with one exception. It's located only one mile away from a nuclear power plant. They said it was 100% safe. But they were wrong. There's no danger, Governor. We have the situation well in hand. Welcome to the class of Newcomb High. Yes, at Newcomb High, strange things are happening. The Honor Society has changed from a group of clean-cut preppies into a vicious gang of cretins. We're the youth of today. The teenage student body is transformed into horrifying mutations. And physical education is turned into a nightmare of violence. 
the class of Newcomb High. Introducing Warren and Chrissy. I love you. Two young lovers caught in a world gone mad. I have to die! The class of Newcomb High. Yes, at Newcomb High, anything can happen. And does. The class of Newcomb High, where you'll learn the three R's. Reading, writing, and radiation. Explosive action of the year. <laughs> the class of Newcomb High. Rated R. This is going to be wild, so check that episode out. Same Slumber Party network and time, or which is whenever. <laughs> but it will be Friday, October 1st. Appreciate you listening as always. Love my slumbers out there. Don't forget to hit us up on social media. What else? I don't know. Be excellent to each other. And remember that life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop looking around once in a while, you could miss it. Not going to leave you with a song off the Dirty Deeds soundtrack, but because we talked so much Dawson's Creek this episode, let's give you that old Paula Cole. Thank you once again, Netflix, for buying the song. I don't want to wait. Later, dudes. So open up your morning light and say a little prayer for I. You know that if we are to stay alive and see the peace in every eye.
It's over. Go home. Go.